All right. So, last week, we were talking about passion in prayer and perseverance in prayer and the, and the necessity of what Jesus was encouraging us because our lives have to be so totally connected to him. And one of the things that I was noticing in my own life is that a lot of times I'll pray, but it's almost, it's almost as rote as if I'm just, you know, I'm saying the same prayers. You ever get into a rut like that? Same prayers, same prayers, same prayers. And Jesus told us in Matthew 5 and 6, it says, uh, don't, don't just keep on babbling like the unbelievers. Uh, go ahead and be specific and then he, he, we looked at this parable where he talks about, I want you to pray boldly. I want, you to, I want you to put all of your passion into it. I want you to put all of your perseverance into it because I am going to answer you. Isn't that better? And, and so, uh, you know, I, I always, usually on Sunday, I preach to myself. Well, when I'm studying, I preach to myself. And then when I, when I talk to you guys, I preach to myself. But then a lot of times it, it takes a couple of weeks because I actually, I, I actually listen in my own head, my sermons. They come back to me. And so, and, so, uh, and they convict me. And, and we're, like when we're talking about the promise of God, I still got that message. You know, you might have forgotten it by Tuesday, but I will never forget it. Uh, and, and so uh, I didn't forget this one. And, and, I, and I, all week I'm like, how can I be more passionate in, in my prayer life when I come to him, and how can I be more uh, persevering? And uh, it was a good week. It was a good week for that. But then, uh, I don't know, it was probably around Thursday, I, 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 I had a lot of, that, that's the thing, when you spend more time with the Lord passionately and perseveringly, you start getting more stuff. And then, then you have to process all that. And uh, there was a, a bunch of things I had to process. Uh, Maria brought up one, uh, but I'll, maybe I'll get to it. Had to do with young people. Uh, all right. Um, seriously, it did. Um, but the first thing uh, was I had to go back to the beginning of of this chapter, chapter eleven, and look relook at. Uh, what was happening in, in this day, because uh, if you'll remember from last week, if you were here, if you weren't here, it's still up online. Uh, he was talking about continually seeking him, continually asking, continue, you know, knocking. Whatever's happening in your life that's not yet happening, you keep going to God because as we do, we realize that he, uh, there's, a, there's a time period that's, that something's happening in heaven between the time that you pray and the time that you see, your, see the answer to your prayer. And Jesus said, you know, keep on going. All right? But what what kind of came to my mind was this whole uh, and I'll read it read it to you and I think yeah I did put it in your notes was this whole scene of Jesus praying and his disciples watching him right this is what it says it says one day Jesus was praying in a certain place when he finished one of his disciples said lord teach us to pray and then he says this curious thing, just as John taught his disciples. But what strikes me is that Jesus, you know, Jesus is praying in a certain place, and all the disciples are like, 
I have no idea what he's doing. And, and I don't think Jesus was, he wasn't a weenie prayer. I, I mean, it says in John that, that every day he, he only said the things that the Father told him to say, and he only did the things that the Father told him to do, right? So when he started his morning, I'm sure he was, he was making sure he was fully human, though he was fully God, but he was making sure he was fully connected to the Holy Spirit and what God was doing. You guys with me? And they're looking at this thing and going, something is happening over there. <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but he's getting something. He's over there, and it looks like it's just him. And you know how God is, like, invisible? Have you noticed? Anybody? <laughs> Have you noticed the invisibility of God? <laughs> and some people that don't know the Lord, they're like, who are you talking to? <laughs> it's like, are you talking to yourself? No, I am talking to the invisible God. And that's what they were looking at because they weren't really saved yet. They didn't have the mind of Christ. They didn't have the Holy Spirit filling them. So they're looking at this and going, something is going on. And I think we want it, but we're not sure we want it like you have it. We want it like John's disciples. <laughs> ah. It's just so curious to me. That it said, that's, that's what they said. They didn't say, teach us to pray like you pray. You're awesome. They're like, uh, maybe John's the same. Maybe we can take a step down, <laughs> you know, like an under, uh, an under praying. But I think there's more to, more to that story. But, but one of the things that I, I just think is, is interesting is that they, they saw Jesus connect with the Father. They saw that. And they said, wow, we want to have, we want that. But then they, they say this other thing, and I, and I think this is really important, and, and I'm going to talk about it in my first point. He says, teach us to pray like John's disciples. And then the next thing, and we haven't read it yet, is Jesus teaches them the Lord's Prayer, the disciples' prayer, and in it, he shows them how disciples pray. And this is how disciples pray. Our Lord, our Father in heaven. Okay, so today I want to talk about these three hindrances. You guys ready? The first hindrance that Jesus was blasting through when he was talking about prayer was thinking that you could do it alone. Now they looked at Jesus and they said, he's doing it alone. But they realized and Jesus taught them that they had to do it together. And I think, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm all with Leonard. I mean, I, I spend time alone with God on purpose, and I get a lot out of that. But Jesus used the, ter the term, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, your will be done uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us so the whole concept of being a disciple, doing it like John's disciples was, teach us how to do it together. Because we saw John's disciples doing it together. And I think one of the biggest lies of our enemy, Satan, is that our spiritual life is for us alone. We prayed about this today because we were talking about the necessity of gathering together face-to-face. -face. You know, it's a passion of mine. But if we were supposed to just be alone with God, and maybe some people are called to that. There's monks and nuns and people, and they're like, I'm, I'm supposed to be 
alone with God, but it's for the purpose of others, right? They're, they're dedicating their life. I was, I was going to talk about this a few weeks ago. Our, our, our mother church, the one that planted us over here, they, they took over this convent in Aptos, California, and they had this, they have this chapel there, but the chapel, the, the nuns, uh, it, it was a cloistered convent, means that once you went in, you never came out. And their sole purpose was just to pray for accidents. And in their chapel, I remember when we were remodeling it, um, they had all these stained glass windows, it was pretty bizarre, of like plane crashes and car crashes. These were, the, these were the stained glass windows that they looked at every day as they prayed. And if they lost focus on why they were there, they'd look up and go, that's right, we're here to pray for, for people that are in accidents. And I just thought that was curious, but, um, and, and the, the stained glass was pretty cool. Uh, I, sh I should have tried to get one of those put in my house, but then I'd be praying for accidents all the time. I don't want to do that. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, so why am I saying this? It's because we are not in a cloistered convent. Unless you check anybody in a cloistered convent, you haven't come in. That, what that means is that you've dedicated your life to never seeing anybody but those people on the inside. No, we're on the outside. And I was thinking that, that the enemy, one of the things he does is he says, your time alone with God is all that matters. And Jesus said, no, it's our Father. It's our sins, it's our needs that we need together. So why, do I, what, why is that important to us? Because one of the biggest hindrances to our spiritual life and our life of prayer is thinking that we can do it alone. How many have ever tried to increase your prayer life alone and found yourself stuttering in it? Huh? And the reason is, is that God didn't design it to, for an alone sport. It's a sport that requires, uh, it's a practice that requires us together. And the more that you have someone to pray with, the better your prayer life will become. Right? And we had, we had our pre-service prayer today, and it, it got a little rocking in there. Woo! We, we were starting to tear down some strongholds and stuff. It was like, now we're talking. And, and that's because that, that doesn't normally happen when you're just alone. I mean, you, you might get a good cup of coffee and, and you, you might, you know, do something cheering uh, before God. But we need each other for that. So I, I just, and now, I, I'm, of course, I'm talking to the choir because you guys came today to, to see each other face to face. But maybe I'm talking to somebody that's watching online. We need each other. We need you, right? There's 65 one another's in the New Testament. Did you know that? Shall I read some of them to you? <laughs> I've got a big list. There's 65 of them to go. Um, but somehow or another, we've, we've taken the Christian life and we've boiled it down to a thing that we do alone when the New Testament reveals that it's something we have to do together or it's not the real thing. And I, I know that that's one of the strategies of the enemy. He doesn't need to divide us by doctrine. He, he, can, he does try that, as we've said before. But he divides us by thinking that I can do this spiritual thing on my own. Right? 
So here's a couple, and, and that's why I think there are 65 one another's is because it's proof that you can't do this alone because you can't obey the word that says serve one another alone. It's like, I am serving one another. Thank you for serving. He's like, yeah, let me make my own coffee. Oh, thank you. you know, it's like, oh, this is great coffee. I know, this is great coffee. And I was walking around with a mirror. Uh, that's not the spiritual life. Yes, time alone with God is important and, and so forth. Okay, you guys got it. I mean, I mean, we have served one another. We have instruct one another. We have encouraged one another. We have exhort one another. We have speak the truth to one another. We have laid down our lives for one another. Uh, we have uh, spur one another on to love and good deeds. So I can look on the, in the mirror, and I do this. And I say, man, you should be better. <laughs> and the mirror talks back and says, you should be better. And then we get in a fight because, uh, uh, okay, no. It says, uh, build one another up. Confess your sins to one another. I look in the mirror, I confess my sin. Oh, man, you're terrible. Oh, oh. See what happens if it's only you? <laughs> then your mind goes, you're a terrible person. I know. You know. <laughs> I'm glad you confessed that to me. Okay. You, you <laughs> I need to make a movie of this so that you guys will understand how crazy trying to do the spiritual life is <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> okay? Love one another and you'll fulfill the law. Thank you. Abound in love for one another. Fellowship with one another. Forgive one another. Greet one another. Now that I'm done confessing my sin to myself, now I can forgive myself. Thank you. I feel good. Honor one another. Aren't you the best? Don't criticize one another. (laughs) Do you ever criticize yourself? Yeah. Well, maybe you're not supposed to do that because maybe you're supposed to not criticize and have another person encourage you and honor you, which we forgot to do today. It's Gio's birthday today. I know, he, he loves the attention. Happy birthday, my brother. He's still young, so he can still speak at, at, during the sacred reading this morning. You guys want to sing? I know I'm in the middle of a sermon. Sorry, all right. I love you, my brother. All right, we move on. Okay. So those are the one another. You guys get the point? You get the point? That we get, okay. Move on. No, no, but wait. There's more. Uh, this is what the Bible says. This is crazy. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, He gave apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure and the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. What am I saying? We have to do it together. You can never be fully mature without one another. Now I know some are saying, I have my husband or wife. Or brother or sister, maybe. You know, it's kind of built in. But I know that most husbands and wives don't really pray together. I know, I know it's historically, I know this. I, I mean, like, really pray for one another, except for you, you guys. You guys, you're, you're awesome. And, and Jenny and I, we, we do actually pray together, but we don't have the prayer meeting that I'm talking about. We don't have that fire from heaven prayer meeting that I'm talking about. Okay, moving right along. So... 
One of the hindrances to the kind of prayer that Jesus is talking about is we got to do it together. You got it? Okay. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little application at the end. Okay. The second thing is, though, he, he gives us the disciples' prayer, our Father in heaven. And then last week we, we talked about he gave a parable, and he says in this parable uh, that you guys should have passion and perseverance in prayer. And then the next thing he says, and this is where I want to go to next, is he says now, when he finishes that parable, he says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Mothers too. Or if you ask for an egg, he'll give him a scorpion. <laughs> I like in, in the other version, it says, if he asks for a loaf of bread, he'll give him a stone. It's like, here, eat, chew on this. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, okay. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to him who asks him? to those who ask him. Okay, second hindrance of the vital prayer life is misunderstanding who God really is. Jesus teaches them about this prayer thing. Remember he says, when you pray, say, Father. And then he tells this story, uh, this, this parable. And then he says this thing about Father God. And he says, if you guys know how to... how Life is supposed to work. Dads are supposed to take care of their kids. I want you to know that Father, our Father in Heaven is much more gracious than that. Okay, so there's kind of three things right here um, that, that he talks about. First of all, um, things that people misunderstand about the, the character of God. One is God is completely approachable. Completely approachable, right? Right? Now, some of you, uh, you're in your family of origin, that wasn't the case. In fact, I've, I've even confessed, uh, not that long ago, that my relationship with my dad, my dad was very, uh, after I left the house, of course, he was, he was very friendly to me after I'd moved out. Uh, <laughs> up until that time, he was just my dad, you know, and it's kind of like you walk the line and, and I walk the line. But I never had that intimacy that that children are supposed to have with their dad that especially young men are supposed to have i mean i had love i had you know i was i was close but i did not know his heart and he never really knew mine and some of that might have been separated because of our spiritual nature his nature was different than mine and to get to my heart you're going to have to go to Jesus, right? But I was thinking that no matter how good your father was, and I would, I would consider my dad a great father, he's nothing like God. Nothing like Father God, who's totally approachable. You think you're good? And I like, I like that Jesus says this. He says, if you then, though you're evil, and I'm sure the people listening to him, they're going, hey, I am not so evil. I'm a good dad. If I called you an evil dad today, how would you feel? But again, Jesus is, is trying to bring that passion and that, that you, you know, he, he, he likes to divide, so you have to think. If he said, you're almost, you're pretty good, dad, then you're like, okay, I'm pretty good dad. 
But if he says, you're evil, they're like, oh no, now i got to think. How am I compared to Father God? So anyway, first thing, he's approachable. Second thing is, he's good. He says, if you guys being evil are doing good stuff, how much more is good? Now, why is this important? Is because as, as, as God's children, a lot of times we feel that we can't approach him. That, you know, my sin is too great. You know, I don't know. I haven't been here for a while. Uh, yeah, I haven't been spending any time. You know, all the, all the stuff that plays in our minds. Is there for, is there any play in anybody's mind? So we feel like we can't approach God. And he's like, every time you want to come, you just come. And, you know, here's the, the second thing is that sometimes people feel like, you know, if I ask God, he's going to give me something bad. Now, you wouldn't say that, or maybe he just won't, he won't give me something good. And, he, and Jesus is saying, no, not only is he approachable, he's always good. And what he gives is always good. And then he goes to this uh, last, last thing, is that God is a giver. You know, when you come to the Lord, a lot of times like, Lord, if you'll do it, if you'll do it, please, 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 please. And he's like, no, don't go that direction. God is a giver. How do we know? Is because he says, anyone who asks, he'll give his Holy Spirit. This is beautiful. Which he has. When I read in Ephesians chapter 1, this is what it says. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, did you listen to it? the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And I like the way the NIV says it. Who is the first installment of your inheritance? I just love that. In regard to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. When you came to Christ, now he installed the first installation installment of his promise was he put his Holy Spirit in you. Which brings me to my last point. One of the, whole, one of the hindrances to our prayer life and our spiritual life is not relying on the Holy Spirit. or not asking, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're trying to do? Now, here, here's a little bit of my wrestling this week. Because the Lord really made this clear to me that a lot of times I rely on my own spirit for my spirituality. When we read about seeking him with all our hearts, then our spirit, our natural spirit goes, what do I have to do to, to do the spiritual life? How, 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 what does it mean? When we seek him with all our heart, we don't actually go outside. <laughs> we don't seek him out there. We say, Lord, connect me to your Holy Spirit that we might walk together with you. The fastest way, or the best way, I think, for us to grow in our spiritual life and our prayer life is by connecting to the Holy Spirit because He wants to lead us like Jesus wanted to be led by the Father. You okay? Huh? Okay, so are you ready? I just love this. Okay. He 
He says, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? We're back to the promises of God. I want to close with this. In Isaiah chapter 11, it talks about Jesus and what would happen with him. And we look at it and we go, this is what it says. It says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. And we go, man, isn't Jesus awesome? Yes. But the very thing that God put on his son, Jesus, is the very thing that he puts inside of us as well. How many need a spirit of wisdom? How many need a spirit of understanding? How many need a spirit of counsel? How many need a spirit of might? A spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, which we talked about, was that thing that keeps us coming back to him over and over and over and being afraid that we would find ourselves away from him. Okay, talk about three hindrances to prayer. Do you have a prayer partner or a prayer group? If you don't, you might be going it alone. And it would be unbecoming after hearing this message to not seek one out. I realized, I used to have this uh, couple pastors I used to pray with. One has passed away and one has moved away. And, and you know, I was uh, thinking through this. It's like, Where's your prayer group? Now, I've, I've got my wife, and I've got my pre-service prayer group, but I don't have my week-through-the-week prayer group. I don't have them. I, I confess. <laughs> so I was reading Luke 12 uh, this week. Luke 12 says, Jesus says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And I'm like, shoot. <laughs> I got the old leaven of the Pharisee in me because I, I, on Sunday I'm going to say you need a group you need a people to pray with you guys boy I'm sure glad I'm not a Pharisee today <laughs> and then I'm walking over here this morning and the Lord said where's your group you're going to talk about this group where's your group and I'm like shoot one died and one moved that's not good. I don't have a group anymore. <laughs> um, so I need a group. If you don't have a group, this is, the, the, you know, this is what I'm thinking. A, a group consists of two or three. Because Jesus said, when two or three gather, there I am in the midst. So this is what I'm going to recommend to you. And I know that some of you are married and you're like, man, I, you know, we're, we're, we're praying it through. You still need, I mean, you can count it if that's really what it is, all right? If it's like, yeah, we, we get on our knees and we do this thing. If, if that's you, you get a pass. If you don't have that, you got to find at least one person this week and say, man, my pastor, he's giving us stuff to do again. <sighs> and now I got to obey the word. hate that. I want, I'd rather, rather be filled with the leaven of the Pharisees 
You got to find one person and I, and, and, and get their text, get their number. Say, I'm going to text you three times this week and I'm going to give you some bold prayers. Remember last week, I'm going to give you some bold prayers and I want you to pray with me. And text, now Jesus didn't have text. He imagined, and it says, and they saw Jesus praying in a certain place. I don't think so. He called. Father, what's up? I got some issues today. Oh, sorry. Siri starting to tape all this. <laughs> Siri doesn't count. <laughs> Siri, pray with me. What is it you would like to pray about? <laughs> uh, you can tell this was not in my notes. Get somebody to pray for. Number two, uh, if, if, if you're finding yourself hard, it's hard to come to the Lord, I want you to talk with somebody and say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like God's not accessible. I'm feeling like he's not good. And I feel like when I pray, he's not giving me what I need. And then talk to someone about it because the enemy wants us, He want, you know, to the... the I've heard it said, to the degree that our, under, our understanding of who God is is distorted, is to that degree our life is distorted. And so if you come and say, boy, I'm, you know, you got it. Okay, and then uh, last but not least, when you're praying, stop. God knows the plans he has for you. And he wants you to connect with the Holy Spirit so he can tell you what those plans actually are. And I want us as a people to be filled with the Holy Spirit in such a way that we are regularly talking and saying, I think the Holy Spirit is saying this. Let's pray about it. Amen? All right, you guys got it? Those are just a few. And you being evil have a Father in heaven that is anxiously awaiting you today. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Lord, when we say let's pray, I don't want to just do it as a a thing. I want to stop. I want to connect to the Holy Spirit who is in us, who's filling us, who is the first deposit guaranteeing our inheritance of what's to come. And I want to hear you. Lord, help each and every one of us find our prayer partner this week and begin to pray bold prayers more than we can ask or imagine because you are accessible you are good and you will give us what we need because you have plans for us lord encourage our hearts don't let the enemy steal the seed of your word today but let us instead see it come to full fruition hundredfold. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I know I'm, I'm getting to the place 
where I'm ready to start the prayer meeting. I haven't figured it out. I love I love our pre-service prayer, and you guys are welcome to to come. We, we at least 15 minutes before service, but the, the the people in there are already now they're going a half hour on us. They're like, we got we need more prayer because you're not you're not going in our service time late. But God wants to change the world through us. He does. He's not looking for big churches. He's looking for a small group of people who are dedicated to seeking his plans and then praying them into existence. That is the miracle of God. And he's got great things in store. Um, but now he's waiting for us to say, yes, Lord. That is my conviction. <laughs> We're on our way. God bless you joining us online. Come and join us. Practice our one another's together next time we see each other. And the rest of us, we're going to one another eat lunch together. (laughs) We're going to eat lunch together one another, not by ourselves. All right. Thanks, you guys. Let's do this thing. Amen. All right.